Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Well, I got to say, ours is not nearly as complicated involving the Bud Light Little Blue Book. All you got to do is just give us the predicted score, obviously the winner, and the predicted score and the tiebreaker in this case is KJ's total offense on the game. So with that, good afternoon, Mr. Trey Biddy. Hey, guys. Total offense for KJ Jefferson. Let's see. Let's go with 290. 290. And the score, I'm leaning Arkansas right now. A large part of that is the way the defense is played. I think the weather will impact the outcome. I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring, so probably would take the under if it's me. I'm going to go, I think I picked 29-28 Arkansas last week. I'm going to stick with the same score. 29-28. Actually, never mind, sorry, 28-27. Because in my head, it it comes down to Ole Miss going for two at the end of the game and, and not getting it. Okay, where's my wideout? 28, well, now that would be ironic after Arkansas failed on the two-point attempt, came up short. This time you're saying it's going to be Ole Miss that goes for two and comes up short. Kind of in my own little head of how a perfect narrative would go. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's senior day in Fayetteville. And that means something. There's there's some important guys that are they're playing their last game in Fayetteville. The defense has been playing well as of late since they came off the bye week, and I think a large part of that, you know, obviously getting healthy, getting a guy like Drew Sanders and Bumper, getting those guys healthier, and some other players too that have been dealing with some stuff, but also some key moves that they've made in the secondary, moving Hudson Clark to middle safety from corner, the emergence of Quincy McAdoo, and Sam Pittman talked about that a little bit. Those have been key things, key parts of this defense really kind of finding its groove. Uh, Poopal's really been coming on strong. And if the secondary's playing better, that allows you to be more aggressive, which they were early in the season. They were just giving up a ton of pass yards. Uh, and now it feels like they've they've kind of come into their own a little bit. Um, you know, Ole Miss doesn't throw the ball a ton, and one reason is because they've been incredibly strong uh, on the ground this year. I mean, they're uh, they've been hard, hard to stop. I think personally, though, they're going to be limited to one back. I think that will hurt them, even though Dart can, can run. He's got over 500 yards, no touchdowns. Interesting. I mean, to have 500 rushing yards and no touchdowns, that's, that's pretty unique. Um, but Zach Evans had concussion-like issues uh, in the Alabama game. My experience with this is you hear coaches say, yeah, we're feeling okay about it. We'll see. We'll see what the tests say. And then it comes up to game time. He dresses out, goes through drills, but doesn't play. That's been my experience with Arkansas players 100% of the time. Anytime we hear a head injury, they never play. And so uh, Evans is a former five-star recruit, the TCU transfer. Um, you know, so it's I – would, I would probably say he's probably not going to play, but Judkins has – Quinshawn Judkins has run for more yards – or excuse me, reached 1,000 yards faster 
than any freshman running back in the SEC since Emmett Smith in 1987. His 15 touchdowns. That's really impressive, especially for a guy that was ranked the number 46 running back prospect in the country in the class of 2022. I don't. That's a tough one to miss, running back to have a guy that productive um, and rank him so low. So. Uh, they've got a, an offensive line that's got a couple of freshmen, but they're still a pretty veteran group. They have 110 starts between them. Um, not an exceedingly highly re- regarded group of, of players from a recruiting standpoint, although a couple of guys were ranked four-star on 24-7. Uh, most of them composite three-star, but they still paved the way for a prolific rushing attack, and they've given up one sack this year. What? One, or excuse me, sorry. <laughs> that would be impressive. One sack that would per be game. amazing, yes. One sack per game, 1.0. <laughs> <Okay>. Sorry. <Okay. laughs> I was on a roll until I, that goof up. Uh, but, yeah, they allow one sack a game this year. And on the other side, Arkansas's defense is leading the SEC with 3.5 sacks a game. Um, have a sack leader in Drew Sanders uh, in the SEC. So I think that's a really interesting matchup. And then I think what so much of this comes down to is – Ole Miss is going to go for it on fourth down. Now, it's pretty interesting this year. Last year they went for it 46 times on fourth down, and I think converted like 63%. The year before it was like 66% and 33%. But last year was a ton of fourth down conversion attempts. This year they've only converted – or excuse me, they've only attempted 21, which is just one more than Arkansas. So usually you would say this is going to be, you know, a huge role in the game. And I would say for Sam Pittman what's important in this one is – you know, when you're playing golf, like the worst thing you can do, one of the worst things you can do, I should say, is see what your buddy's doing. You know, like he, he's going to try to wrap it around this tree and, and get this dog leg. And you go, well, I'm going to try that too, even though that's not really something that's in your bag. Or, hey, how, how far do you hit your seven iron? Yeah, maybe I'll hit my seven iron. That's the worst thing you can do in golf is try to compare yourself to your buddy or try to play alongside what your buddy does. You have to play your own game. And uh, for Arkansas, I just, in certain situations, you know, and it depends on how the game is going, too. I mean, if if defenses are just being bowed back, they don't want to tackle because it's cold, then maybe it's different. But uh, Arkansas, to me, hasn't been a very good team in short yardage. That's something that's got to change. But I don't know if it necessarily needs to change going for it fourth down after fourth down just because Ole Miss might be having some success here and there doing that. That has been a mystery, but it, it, it has been a mystery that started at the beginning of the season and has c- continued all the way through every game that Arkansas has played, and that is short yardage situation. And really, Trey, it's very frustrating that it continues to occur in uh, the red zone, particularly yep. maybe even inside the five-yard line. Yeah, and it's not just a Malik Hornsby issue. I mean, KJ has had his issues yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he we know he was battling through against Liberty, but I mean, that's a got to have it two point try right there. And you know, I'm not saying that's on KJ because obviously it's everybody the line and everything, but they weren't able to get enough push to get their quarterback in the end zone for a chance to win the game. You lose the game on that play, you know. Uh, we obviously saw the, the, the moment against Texas A&M. That was kind of like foreshadowing a lot of what was to come on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik Hornsby has struggled incredibly in, in the red zone, but I don't think we're going to see a lot of Malik in this game. Uh, I think it's going to be KJ. He's, from all accounts I've heard, he sounds like he's good to go. He was throwing with velocity and practice. Uh, so I think it's going to be KJ's show against his – 
against his, I don't know if you saw it, hometown team, but they're 30 miles away from where he grew up, and I know it means a lot to him. And uh, and Sam Pittman, I thought, made a good point, too. It means a lot to the players around him to, to want to see him have success in this game. So uh, anything can happen at home, but I, I think I would give a slight edge to Arkansas, uh, just kind of given the way things have unfolded. Um, and if the Alabama hangover thing is real, and we saw that with LSU, maybe we'll see it with, with Ole Miss. Trey, is K.J. one play away, though, from being hurt to the point that he wouldn't be able to continue on in this game? If that's the case, then he shouldn't play. If he's a play, if he's, if the risk is that he could further injure himself by taking a hit, then he should not be playing. And I don't think that they would play him in that case. We've seen guys that have been hobbled. You know, Brandon Allen played all season back in uh, – 2013 was it and had the uh, the ac joint injury um the thought was from you know everybody involved that he wasn't at risk to further injure the shoulder but it was just going to be painful and hard for him to throw with the shoulder that's why i didn't practice all week but if it, if it comes down to like you know there's there's a risk of there's a risk of this being injured further then you don't you don't play the player Bottom well, I'm line. not talking putting putting him out of the game uh, for the rest of the season. I'm just talking about stunning the shoulder to the point that he could not play the rest of that uh, rest of this game because it is so much pain. So yeah, much pain. I mean, may, I mean, he's it's there's no question that it's going to be, you know, I mean, they're probably going to be some kind of painkiller medication and. Uh, or steroid or whatever they they give you Uh, what is it cortisone something like that i don't know exactly i shouldn't even say but whatever they shoot you up with to help you deal with it a little bit cortisone yeah but um yeah they need to uh you know obviously monitor him in that regard but i i just can't imagine them putting him out there if there was if it was a concern of him taking another shot there and you know damaging him long term you know for the for the game you know, maybe it's something you could withstand with the adrenaline flowing. But if it's hurting, being, you know, hurting is one thing. Injury, as we all know from our movie, The Program, back in the day, are you hurt or are you injured? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are two different things. All right, let's talk with uh, Christian. Christian, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, sir, I do. I uh, hope you all are having a good week. Thank uh, you, Christian. Uh, yes, sir, Trey. I will... Just curious on, uh, I don't know if you've touched up on it or not, um, but the transfer portal, how can that benefit the Hogs? And uh, is the Razorbacks, do you know of anybody in the transfer portal now or that might be in the transfer portal? Do you know of any player that we're actually might be pursuing or trying to convince to come to Arkansas? The transfer portal doesn't open yet. There's, There's players that have you know, opted out of their seasons and such, and players that have announced their intention to join the tra- to enter the transfer portal. But the transfer portal is not open right now. Um, there's plenty yeah. of guys out there tampering. I mean, I'm sure. I know that there is because I've known uh, just things that I've heard through the grapevine in the past, not necessarily this year, but things I've heard in the past. And the player ends up going, you know, I hear players going to a certain school and then he enters the transfer portal and then he ends up at that school. You know, that's mm-hmm. – that's pretty obvious right. stuff, right? Um, so that kind of stuff is going on behind the scenes illegally, but um, 
the transfer portal opens on December 5th and runs 45 days, and that's going to be one of the wildest periods at Arkansas and in college sports. Ever. All right. <laughs> as far as that kind of stuff goes. Yeah. I understand. Big, big day December, December 5th. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like the new recruiting cycle. I mean, all the recruiting stuff moves up so much earlier, and now <laughs> – it almost feels like, well, that's a good thing. And I used to kind of be like, well, I mean, the calendar doesn't make any sense anymore. Everything's moved up too early. But now it's almost like you've got to move it up early because you got to make way uh, for the new recruiting uh, time period, the 45 days, uh, you know, starting on December 5th for the transfer. Right. Because you got to bring in 10 or more guys nowadays. I mean – I think Arkansas will – I think you'll see them bring in a lot more players than they had last year, and that means there will be a lot more players that are leaving the team. And a lot of that we'll find out pretty early. Understandable. I, I greatly appreciate it, guys. Uh, good talking to you all and look forward to talking to you all more. Thank you, guys. So, Trey, you, you, uh, you make the transfer portal sound like the Oklahoma land run. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all in line, and yeah. here comes the day, and boom, everybody's off. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see how many come. Let's see how many go. So interesting that you had mentioned the Sooners. Yeah, they're, mm. they're going to be on top of it, huh? They'll have several. <laughs> I bet they'll have several. Yeah. A yeah. new meaning to the term Sooner, I guess. For them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Trey, I've got a question by way of our Asher Record Service Company from uh, Larry. He says, Trey, what is the real, R-E-A-L, real story with Nick Smith Jr.'s knee. Hope oh, yeah. he is okay. I mean, what he's getting at is there's all kinds of rumors going around that he didn't get NIL money and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Nick's been walking around in a – it would certainly be an elaborate uh, display to have him walking around in a knee brace all the time, um, sitting on the bench with a knee brace walking around. What camera. was the trading card deal that he signed then? I don't know. Well, he did sign that, and that that's from Fanatics. And if he signed it, and Fanatics made the announcement, not Nick Smith Jr., one of three guys, and that's got to be a six-figure deal. That's that's mm-hmm. the ones that make trading cards. Yeah, I would think so. So, yeah. no but, matter what else know, he got, if he got that, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Jordan Walsh got his NIL money, and uh, everybody, Ricky Council, and <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? Anthony Black with Nick Smith, he didn't get his. And I need right. to give him his. Yeah, it's just a bunch of rumors going around, as far as I can mm-hmm. tell. All right, Trey, we will talk to you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company. For Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, Drive Time Sports will continue.